I know you are still thinking about it. What happened on Monday in Pasadena? Whether you were there, you're watching on TV, it was a special moment. Michigan's had a lot of big victories over the course of its program history, 144 years. Perhaps none bigger than the one that we saw at the Rose Bowl against a Nick Saban-coached Alabama team. It is monumental. The only thing that could be bigger is what could be coming on Monday. We're going to talk about Michigan, Alabama, and Washington. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Wednesday. We're back and doing it right here in the local studio, a.k.a. my house. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. It is late on a uh, on Wednesday evening, thanks to uh, my red eye, uh, in which I came home uh, from, from Los Angeles last night. Uh, was not my best flight. It was a bad one for me. Alas, I made it back home. And I fly out to Houston on Friday afternoon. We'll arrive in the evening. Apologies to anyone on my flight who saw that was trying to sleep and had to deal with me constantly getting up and moving around and trying to gain my composure and all of that. Yeah, it's that, it's that difficult for me sometimes. Nonetheless, we are home and uh, excited to be uh, set to go on route to Houston and in traditional coming back form. I can't get my microphone to stay where it needs to be. Um, nonetheless, Michigan, obviously, last time we talked to you, it was a very short show on the field at the Rose Bowl in the aftermath of the 27-20 to 20 overtime victory over the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, Michigan certainly was favored in the game, but it just, I mean, it's Alabama, right? You know, we, we I talked to, I say we, it's, it's the royal we. I talked to Jalen Milrow before the game on the opening, uh, the welcome event at Disneyland, we talked about that before, uh, about how he was just very blasé. Like, we've seen, you know, better uh, better uh, defenses in the SEC, yada, yada, yada. Okay, listen. The Big Ten is a defensive conference, and that makes sense by virtue of being where it has been located regionally. And obviously, things are changing here momentarily. Um, so it's no surprise to me and all the surprise to Jalen Milrow that he had a season low 116 yards passing and that they had 288 yards total, which is their, the lowest that Alabama scored in seven years and the lowest that the college football playoff has seen in some time as well, I believe four years. So, uh, that is again, a testament to Michigan. That was the thing I was afraid of to some degree. I can understand Jalen Milrow's line of thinking, thinking the SEC is better, but that's not where I was coming from. I was thinking, okay, Michigan's defense has not traveled each of the last two years. Now, Georgia was just Georgia. Uh, but, I mean, Alabama not in the same plane as the 2021 Georgia team. Still, you know, Michigan's defense hasn't tended to travel that well in bowl games. That's just kind of how things tend to go unless you're facing the Iowa offense. Congratulations to the Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> but it is, it was a different animal and it performed so well, right? The, the six or seven sacks, whatever it was in the game, just absolutely phenomenal uh, job by Michigan to be able to be so 
uh, dominant up front. It's funny seeing some of the things I've seen, like Alabama was dominating up front. When? When were they dominating up front? That didn't happen in this game. The only time that things started kind of backing off was when Alabama's run game started kind of clicking, and then they had to back off against uh, that and defend the pass a little bit and all that kind of stuff, right? So that was the only point where it was kind of like the, the third quarter, Michigan's defense was on its heels a little bit, but it was no surprise to me whatsoever that when it came down to needing a defensive stand on that first overtime, that Michigan's defense was going to make that stand. There was no part of me in that moment. Yes, it was nerve-wracking. I'm not going to say it wasn't nerve-wracking, but at the same time, it was nerve-wracking in the sense of anything can happen, but what I thought was going to happen is what happened. But it was nerve-wracking. I mean, like, I was, I was on my knees. I, I rarely, rarely, rarely kneel when I take photos, but the, the, the sideline was so crowded. I'm on my knees. I'm looking over at a uh, drenched Jake Butt by his own, uh, <laughs> though I can't put that in a way that doesn't sound dirty, but uh, sorry, Jake, you know, you're still, you're still a good friend, but yeah, you were, you were drenched of your own sweat. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting down next to Charles Woodson and I, you know, right three, four people down from me is Desmond Howard and everyone is basically biting their fingernails waiting to see what's going to happen. And I'm on my knees, and I said to, uh, I can't remember who I said it to. Uh, I think one of the above. <laughs> but I, it, it's hard to remember exactly what happened in that moment. I said, I can't tell if it's just that my knees are shaking while I'm here on the ground or we're experiencing an earthquake in this moment. It was really difficult to tell. So I'm not saying that I was calm, right? Jim Harbaugh says that he he... He was calm thanks to the, uh, the friendship he uh, has forged with Ben Herbert. Okay, I was not calm, but in my head, it was like there's no more obvious way than for this to end than for the Michigan defense to make a stand. Now, certainly, it felt a little Curtis Samuel uh, breaking down on the, uh, the, third, the third down to get up near the line to gain uh, in 2016, right? It was like a third and forever. And in 2016 in that game, and then Curtis Samuel made it fourth and one. Uh, Alabama made it uh, fourth and three. Fourth and goal to go. And Michigan did what it was supposed to do. And it's it and what you would expect Michigan's defense to do. What is funny to me is seeing a lot of the SEC shills that just cannot, right? Uh, I was uh, going to pick up Zuri from Sarah's house, uh, which uh, was her first time watching the, the, the puppy. And it, I think that there was a, there was a bond forged there, not unlike the Jim Harbaugh, Ben Herbert bond. <laughs> and I'm um, listening to Sirius XM and that's the ESPNU. And uh, you've got, uh, I love Jacob Hester. I've been on with him multiple times and you know, Chris Doring, he's great too. And uh, they had, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, and a former, it was a former Alabama guy who's with the SEC network. And the way they're talking about it, it's like Alabama just gave Michigan the game. No, Michigan went in and took that game. Michigan, by all accounts, should have been up much more than it was. Uh, I was talking to a current Michigan head coach, or not head coach, <laughs> current Michigan position coach uh, after the game, and they were actually kind of upset. They were happy, but that they were like, oh, we should have won this game by 21 points. I said, well, you know what you can do? You can go and win the next one by 21 points. And they said, fair. So that's where we're at. So it, it's uh, Michigan's 
did what it was supposed to do. It didn't look pretty all the time. Michigan was said that it needed to play the best game it's ever played in order to beat Alabama. And guess what? It didn't. What is Michigan going to need to do from here, though? It is going to need, probably, the best game it's ever played to beat Washington, the number two team in the country. We're going to discuss that in just a moment. We're going to go through the numbers. But before we do that, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. You can, uh, you know, you got some games coming up. You got one more week of NFL regular season. You've got the postseason coming up. What kind of new rule is going to be enacted uh, that uh, due to however the officiating treats the Detroit Football Lions? Who knows? Anyway, right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets, and that's win or lose. Doesn't matter. $5 bet. Remember how cool it was to just bet the money line? And you got the $150 in bonus bets. Well, guess what? Now you don't even have to win the money line. You just get the $150 in bonus bets. App is super easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlayo. It's the best way to find popular parlays. Heck of a lot more. App pays you out instantly. It's absolutely fantastic. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we're, uh, we're going to try to do things a little bit. We're going to get in shows where we can. Uh, so the plan here for the week, just to set, you, set up your expectations, which I almost always fail to meet. I'm aware of that. Uh, is to do another show on Thursday, to do another show on Friday, both of them from here. Uh, and then, especially while it's easy, I don't accidentally not post shows generally from here like I did with, uh, I think it was the Friday show from last week. I forgot to post the audio of it until like the game was over because um, it's just the mobile situation isn't as good. But uh, we will also be going... We've got some set-up space thanks to the college football playoff. And we're going to do uh, a Saturday, Sunday, and Monday show from there. And then we'll see what happens if we are going to do a Tuesday. If we do a Tuesday, it'll be late, right? Well, we will do a Tuesday to react. And then then after that, we'll probably take a day off. Is probably how that's going to go. So that's the goal. Whether that happens, we'll find out. (laughs) But we're going to try to do everything we can while we're in Houston to give you shows even on the weekend. Uh, that's, that's why I'm telling you this. So, um, that should be possible, just kind of given the schedule. It's a little bit different than the regular bowl games with different activities and stuff. We don't have that this time around. Um, so, Michigan, Washington, styles make fights, right? And this is certainly going to be one of those games. It's kind of incredible when you look at the numbers, just how diametrically opposed they are on either side. Michigan is a little bit more balanced than Washington, however. Uh, Washington does scare me because their offense is so potent. Let's look at the Washington offense versus the Michigan defense first. Passing, Washington, 350 yards a game. That's first in the country. 150 yards a game allowed Michigan, number two in the country. Washington, not that great at running the ball. They do have a really good running back, however, although he did get injured late in the, the Texas game in the Sugar Bowl. 
123.57 yards a game. That's 102nd in the country. Michigan allows 93.14. That's ninth allowed. Scoring, Washington is 10th in the country uh, with 37.6 points per game. Michigan allows 10.2 points per game. That's number one in the country. First downs, uh, Washington gets 23.7, 14th in the country. Michigan is first in the country, allowing only 13 per game. Uh, Third down conversions, Washington converts 46.84. That's 14th in the country. Michigan is 12th in the country, allowing 30.22. Red zone, Washington scores 85.92% of the time, 62nd in the country. Michigan actually, this is where Michigan isn't. Uh, isn't it doesn't exceed Washington for the first time. 84% allowed, 74th in the country. But Washington is 27th when it comes to red zone conversions. Michigan is 5th um, as far as touchdown conversions, I should say. Tackles for loss. Washington uh, did win the Joe Moore Award. Has uh, allowed 49 tackles for loss. They are 8th in the country. Michigan is 37th and has, had, has 82 tackles for loss. Washington's only allowed 11 sacks. That's 4th in the country. Michigan has 38 sacks. That's 15th. So uh, that you're looking at good on good in this game. But you're also looking at decent on bad. Now, Michigan's offense doesn't get a lot of credit because they're not putting up a bunch of points and stuff. But they, which, as you know, as you've seen, when you need a clutch offensive drive, Michigan can make it. And there are certainly a lot of games where Michigan drives the field. We've seen those middling offenses where Michigan drives the field and just, uh, or sorry, middling defenses. Michigan drives the field and the other team just can't stop them, right? They don't punt. Um, I'm talking about, let's see. Um, we're, we're thinking about Minnesota, who's 56th defensively. We're talking about uh, Purdue, who's 69th defensively. Talking about Michigan State, who's 79th defensively. We're talking overall here. Uh, 87 is Indiana. Uh, Nebraska is, I think, higher than all of these ones here. I'm just kind of going off the cuff at the moment. Again, microphone just loves to fall. (laughs) Uh, Nebraska's 11th in the country. Michigan just had their way with all of those defenses. Okay? Where does Washington fare defensively? Total defense, 97th in the country. They allow 404.1 yards Per game, Michigan only usually gets 300, <coughs> excuse me, 378.4. That's 72nd in the country. Passing, Michigan is 73rd with 218.9. Washington is 123rd with 267.1 yards allowed through the air. Rushing, Michigan averages 159.5. That's 62nd. Washington's defense is better against stopping the run at 43rd, 137.07. Uh, so, and then scoring Michigan is 14th in the country, 36 points per game. And, uh, Washington is 53rd allowing 24.1. Um, as far as first downs, Michigan gets, uh, 20.1 first downs a game at 70th. Washington allows 22.6, 122nd, third down conversions. Michigan's 26th, 44.79. Washington is 81st at allowing them at 40.1 red zone conversions. Michigan is 31st in the country by percentage. Washington is actually second. Um, I think I got that wrong. I think I, I can think I can pretty pretty much completely. I think I put Michigan's in there. Um, opponent red zone conversions. Yes, that's supposed to be Michigan. Um, so I'm gonna have to fix that. Washington 74th in the country uh, when it comes to uh, red zone conversions. 69.57. So as touchdown rank, they're 70th, uh, and they allowed uh, they're 117th nationally. 
Uh, as far as tackles for loss, Michigan is fourth in the country, having only allowed 45. Uh, that's less than uh, Washington's allowed. Uh, and Washington is 60, 62 tackles for loss, 103rd in the country. Michigan's got 19 allowed sacks. That's eight more than Washington in the same amount of games. Uh, and uh, that's 30th in the country. Washington only has 21 sacks, 104. So they got 17 less sacks. So that is where those two teams stand. Um, and it just, it, if you really look at it, Michigan is just in a much, much better situation offensively to the Washington defense compared to the other way. But Michigan's defense has to travel. Now, if Styles do make fights, I think it is important to note that Michigan has, uh, it has shown over the years that it can take on an Ohio State offense that is equally as incredible essentially, uh, right? You think about C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. They handled business uh, a couple years ago, uh, whereas, uh, and then same thing without Jackson Smith and Jigba, but Marvin Harrison, Emeka Ibuka, and uh, every, all the options that Ohio State had with C.J. Stroud at the helm, Michigan still managed to allow them to do some things while uh, scoring more. So I would imagine game plan wise, it's going to be relatively similar because this is kind of a similar type of deal. All right, we're going to continue on by going and looking at three of the advanced uh, stats places and seeing what they have to say. We'll, we'll, we'll make it four. Uh, and we're going to do that here in just a moment. All right, so. Uh, let's look at the advanced stats real quick. Uh, overall, according to PFF, Michigan is the number one team in the country. Washington is 10th. That's right, 10th. Michigan has played, has beaten number three, Alabama, number six, Penn State, number seven, Ohio State. Washington has beaten number five, Oregon, twice. So that's good. Michigan's got a little bit more diversity in its wins. According to the execution, remember, PFF is how the execution went, what was the assignment, and how did they, how did they, how were they able to uh, do the assignment? Offensively, Washington is number three in the country according to PFF. Michigan is number six. They're only three points behind Washington there, so still very, very good offense for Michigan, even though it is not stats. Washington is number three in passing according to PFF, and Michigan is number twelve, not that far behind. Uh, pass blocking. Uh, Michigan is not in the top 50, and Washington is number five. So that is going to be an issue there. Uh, receiving Washington is number one. Michigan's actually number six, believe it or not. Running the ball, uh, Michigan is not in the top, uh, not in the top 50, which is kind of weird, right? Considering what Michigan had been, Washington is 36. So according to PFF, they've done a better job at that. Michigan is 11th in run blocking, however, whereas Washington is 36th onto the defense from pff michigan has the top rated defense with a 95.4 score washington is not in the top 50 uh it is we're just going to keep going down here and see where washington is because i have the feeling that they are not in the top really anything so we're, we're scrolling past uh we're well i think i missed them somewhere I think that's where we're at because they've got to be here somewhere, right? Watch, they're, they're probably much higher than I'm thinking, but 
Um, I'm not seeing them on here. That's not that's not great for Washington. All right, we got a search. Thirty seventh. See, I just missed them. Thirty seventh defensively, kind of despite everything here. Run defense. Michigan's fifth in the country according to PFF on the run defense side. Washington is. They're 73rd at their run defense. So, weirdly, it's, it's kind of converse to what their actual stats are. And seriously, this mic, microphone's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's, it's just gravity. I know people are going to say, do this, do that. It's supposed to be balanced, and it just doesn't do it. Uh, tackling Michigan is second when it comes to tackling. Uh, Washington is somewhere on here. See, this is the part with their defense. They're 105th. They're not great at tackling. That could be a, it could be a feast day. For the Wolverines when it comes to that. Pass rush. Michigan's third. And Washington, which we do again a search, 36th. Coverage. Michigan is first. Again, they've got the best passing attack that Michigan has seen. Number three in the country. When it comes to coverage, Michigan has a 93.6 score. Uh, so there's that. Washington is 15th when it comes to coverage. Special teams. Certainly Michigan is not number one in that. Uh, remember, it takes two of the three phases to win. Michigan won offensively and defensively and not on special teams against Alabama. Washington is 12th in special teams. Michigan certainly falling at the 33. So that is PFF. That's where they stand across the board and what they have done. Now let's go to SP+. The post-bowl game SP+. There's only one game left, two teams. Michigan actually fell in the SP+. Uh, to uh, number two. They were number one going into the Alabama game. Somehow Georgia managed to rise above. 13-1 and one Georgia. Um, so 13-1. Uh, and one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, certainly part of it is Georgia doing what it did against uh, a bad Florida State team without all their people. I know they're not a bad team, but just given everything. I mean, they're number nine here. But uh, Michigan is number two. Uh, they have the number 12 offense and number one defense, number seven on special teams. So not a big special teams loss there. Washington is number 12 at also 14-0. They are the fourth ranked offense. Not too far ahead of Michigan, but ahead of Michigan. But the 44th defense and the 47th rated special teams, according to SP+. Uh, let's, uh, I'm just going to add a bunch more, apparently. I'm just going to continue to add things. Uh, so let's go to uh, Parker Fleming, Stats of War, on, uh, on Twitter. He put out his advanced stat preview. He has, uh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good matchup, right, when it comes to EPA and all that stuff. I don't know what all that means. Uh, but nonetheless, he has Michigan with a 61.43% win probability, projecting them to score 30.06 points against Washington's 38.57 win probability, 26.21 points. Uh, Michigan, for the most part, is just slightly better on a lot of these things than the offense versus defense here for Washington against Michigan. Pretty even, like I said before, almost even across the board. Uh, but then when you look at defense versus offense, that's where Michigan's almost full advantage here. Okay, um, so there's that. Brian Fremo from the Fremo Index has the number one team now after bowl season being a team Washington's beat twice, and that's Oregon. Michigan is number two. Uh, with the fifth-ranked offense and second-ranked defense. Uh, Washington is number nine with the fourth-ranked offense and 27th defense. So, uh, But then when you look at strength of schedule, 
Washington has is number two. Michigan's twenty seven. So they've played some tougher teams. Pac twelve is loaded absolutely this year. So that's the Fremo index. And uh this and we'll finish out with Sagarin. Michigan is the number one team in the country on Sagarin. Uh and then uh let's see. Uh, I don't think I have anything there. Um with Sa- they're number one in Sagarin. I don't know how to read the rest of this on the fly, even though I had it up before. Number eight is Washington. The last thing we're gonna look at is the what ESPN says as far as the FPI in the game coming up. So with that in mind, without further ado, I gotta scroll all the way to the bottom. Pulling up the game. According to ESPN, Michigan has a 73%, sorry, 74.3% chance to beat Washington. Washington's 25.7. So this is the opportunity if you're Michigan. Things are going to change next year with the 12 year uh, 12 team playoff going to be a little bit more open you might lose a lot of people you might lose your head coach you might lose uh jj mccarthy now i will i will add here on the tail end of the show so if you've watched the whole show listen to the whole show i'm giving you a little a little nugget here i did talk to someone of note and they said that michigan would match anything that any nfl team would pay jim harbaugh so it would be all about how much does he want to chase a super bowl we'll find out uh but they're not concerned about money when it comes to paying Jim Harbaugh. But we don't know what's going to happen next year. So, it's, it's the time right now. Michael Penix and Roma Dunze and all these guys, they are terrifying. They really are. Uh, their running back, Johnson, has actually more rushing yards than Blake Corum, but Blake Corum has nine more touchdowns than he does. It, it's a prolific offense, but Michigan's got a defense that can actually take advantage. So, will the defense travel? We'll find out. We're going to continue talking about this game, the national championship game. Your Michigan Wolverines will be in. We're going to do that a la manana. So, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace.